Hello out there in Zina TV Facebook land. I'm Vicki Abelson, and this is The Road Taken. And I want you to say hello. Louise, we need, we need a term for sidekick that is not sidekick because that makes me upset. But please say hello to Louise Planka. Thank you for Louise. having me. Louise! And please say hello to our producer, Brant Thoman. Brant Thoman. Brant Thoman. And please, oh, in the camera this time. I love that. that and say cute. hello to our associate producer, Jake Belcher. Jake. Jake. Okay. <laughs> nice. Oh, there we go. Oh, there he is. So, okay. So, this is a happy time uh, doing this show. I love doing this show, and it makes me happy. But I, I can't start this in denial of what these last few days have been. Okay. And um, I'm going to get very emotional now. Um, I was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. My son and I had just sat down. Harry and I had just sat down to watch Curb. Mm -hmm. And I had my computer in my lap, as I am often wont to do. I might throw a tweet out there or something. And some guy had just put on my homepage... I am at a concert in Las Vegas and there was shooting going on. This was before it was on Twitter. This guy, can you imagine that the world we live in that now the first thing we do when we're living life and getting shot at is we, we post on Facebook? But that's the quickest way to get it out to every single person we know, right? So this guy was posting that and I'm thinking, this is a hoax. And then like two minutes later, a woman that I know who was at the concert at a sober booth was, was posting that she had just run into the Tropicana and run into somebody that was holding a gunshot wound, holding her hands over, mm -hmm. right? And then it was just everywhere. And this insanity that we have just, that all but 59 of us have lived through and how many hundreds are, are, are recovering from. Over 500. Um, and I've been listening on CNN to all the, the stories. Um, Anderson Cooper's been doing amazing uh, tributes with people. But... Gun control? Really? Is this really still something that we can't wrap our head? Can we not get this done? This guy brings all these fucking automatic weapons into the most highly surveillanced place in the world, and he can get them in, and nobody notices? There are controls on how many medications you can get yes. to protect you from you. But there's no control over how many weapons one can amass that would protect other people from you. How is that sensible? It, it, the, the, so, so I don't want to. We're not going to spend a lot. This is an entertainment show and an, and, a, and a motivational, inspirational show. So I don't and I don't feel equipped or um, wise enough to speak on the subject. I just know gun control. We're just angry. Yeah, it, right. it's t yeah, and 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 not only that, but I feel like it's time to be empowered. It's not enough to complain. It's not enough to sit and whine. It's time to take action. It's time to march. It's time to do all those things. It's time to um, vote and run for office. And, uh, well, I, I smoked way too much pot. You know, I did. I inhaled for years. So that, that, maybe you. I'll, I'll, I'll so be your campaign manager. I'll be your sidekick. We're talking to the um, young folks. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, we're, we're talking we're, to we'll the We'll hold up folks. some signs. Um, and also... Um, uh, then to reel, uh, uh, reeling on, on that, uh, to lose Tom Petty. And um, I, I can't wrap my head around that either. And, um, yeah, I, what, what, a, what a day Monday was. And on top of that, I went to visit a friend of mine that I've talked about on here, Robert Keats, who um, has pancreatic cancer mm. and has just um, started hospice. Mm. And... Um, the gratitude I have in that is that I have gotten 
to say I love you to him every day uh, since we, we knew about this and something I hadn't done in all the years that I knew him. I don't think I'd ever said it once. And so it's a reminder to me and I'm saying, I love you, Easy. I love you, Vicky. And uh, I love you guys. And, uh, and, and, and really, um, I can't tell you how much I love this. And I just want to be grateful for everything in my life that I love and everyone in my, lo- in my life that I love. And hold, and, e- hold each other closer. And, and also to just be m- more expressive of that. And also to really seize every moment we don't know when we're who knew they were going to be in a concert and that was going to be the last day of their life you know tom petty five days before he died he's he's at the hollywood bowl or a week he's he's entertaining people he's at the prime of his life and what the you know we don't know we don't know and so seizing every moment making it count telling each other we is it Saying I love you, all of that stuff, holding each other, touching. Um, ooh. <laughs> and speaking of which, I had um, something really lovely happen this week. I had the most extraordinary, oh my God, I had the most, well, we're not going to get to talk about my extraordinary, my extraordinariness. But well, I you have to an, finish the well, sentence. I had an extraordinary date. It was really good. For this girl that doesn't get to do that very often, it was really good. Awesome. It was really good. So, um, and I, I was told that the world is a mirror and um, the people in our lives mirror back to us ourselves. So, it, I, I don't have time to talk about that because we have to talk about Sam now. Because Sam. Our, because our guest tonight, I am so excited to have Sam Harris He's here. He's my new favorite person. He, I love Sam Harris. When Sam did The Living Room, Sam did Women Who Write when his when his book came out. And um, I'm, it's Ham, but I'm, I'm, wait, I have to get the rest of the title dry. Ham, Sli- Ham, Slices of Life. It's an incredible book. Sam's an incredible man. We're going to talk about all of his career. But just the, the, the tip of the iceberg, Sam was the very first winner of store search, which was the very, I think the first, uh, other than Ted Mack's amateur hour, was, which was not the same thing. This was the first really talent competition that really opened a door to someone to have a career and what a career Sam has had. Mm-hmm. He's Tony nominated, been on Broadway, in, uh, he was in The Producers, he was in Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, he's been in a load of plays. Um, he was uh, Tony nominated for, Lo- I believe it's called Life, the show that he was nominated for. Um, he's done TV, he's done film, he's an author of, of the before mentioned book. He, he's worked with Liza, he's worked with Michael Jackson, he's written television shows, he's Oh my God! But 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 the thing about Sam is that when Sam sings, it's all over. And uh, yeah. and when, when he's not going to sing for us today, I I promised I would leave that alone. But Sam sang a version of "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" that if anybody can hold a candle to Judy Garland in this universe, the only person that can do it is Sam Harris. His version, goosebumps, tears, out. It is the craziest, and Sam is going to be local. If you're in L.A., Sam is going to be at the Catalina Club next Friday oh, and Saturday night. That's um, a great me, place to yes, go. Yes, it's a fabulous place, and we have to go in mass. Yeah, yeah, um, let's go. Women Who Write, we have to all go, yeah. and we have to... Okay, wait, I'm looking at the date. The 13th and 14th, Friday and Saturday night, Sam Harris, the Catalina Club. If you're in L.A., a must. Okay, so when we come back from this, we're going to be here with Sam Harris. Stick around. Hi, I'm Vicki Abelson. Who the fuck is Vicki Abelson? Hello. <laughs> I wrote a book called Don't Jump, Sex, 
drugs, rock and roll, and my fucking mother. Not my mother, Andy Stone's mother. Andy Stone is my heroine, and she was addicted to everything pretty much except heroin. Oh my God, oh yes! She just totally captures the excitement of, of rock stars. And famous athletes and famous comedians. Sort of an insider's view from the outside. The warmth and wit of Vicky's writing knocked me out. In, in a good way, not, not like Cosby. Too soon? Don't jump. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and my fucking mother. Damn, that was going to be the name of my book. Vicky wrote a book? Vicki Abelson's long-awaited new book, Don't Jump, is finally here. Don't miss it. Who the fuck is Vicki Abelson? Jason Stewart here for Zinna TV on the show Absolutely Jason Stewart every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Big guests, everyone from the gayest to gay to the straightest to straight. David, uh, oh, what was his name? He's absolutely Jason. He's absolutely gay. He'll absolutely brighten. And we're back, and we're back with Sam Harris. Hi! Hey. I adore Hi. this Hi. man. Yay. Sidekick. Side I think you no. could be sideshow. Yeah. Show. Side tracked. Come on, sidecar. You, you, sidecar. Yeah, you know, you're creative. There has to be a better term than sidekick. How about just kick? <laughs> all right. I love it. I'm, okay. I'm telling. Okay. All right. It's like Sam. when they took the the off of Facebook. They just took the what? Facebook. No, but I Instead still call the it Facebook. The, I still call just, it just the, kick. The Facebook. Right. I like it. Just kick. All right. I like. It. Okay. So Sam. So what this show is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it up top because I really want us to stay on track because there's a purpose. The road taken, celebrity maps to success, is intended to help inspire, motivate, and form everybody out there who's still trying to live their dream. Mm -hmm. For people like me who haven't been able to yet merge creativity and commerce, I do what I love, and I love what I do. I, I can't tell you how much I love this. But it's not making me the money. Right. Yeah, it's still got my mother screaming in my ear, drive for Uber, you'd make a better living. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so I need to talk to your mother. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so the thing is that you've managed, okay, you started out where the rest of us are with a dream, mm. and you went, you had one of the first opportunities to have a national platform right. to showcase yourself and to change your life. How did that happen for you? Well, you know, uh, I was only twenty-two. Okay, but prior to that, you know, I had I knew what I loved when I was. 
And three. you clearly were doing it your whole I, life. Oh my! You know they had there's that ten thousand hours thing. You mm-hmm. know that you people who find some success have put ten thousand hours. Is that? Well, I, I, had, I don't know about that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's a thing. How, um, how many? Well, how many years is ten thousand hours? I don't it's know. Like the Beatles in Germany. Okay. Just exactly. stage time, stage time, stage time. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And that's what I. You know, I left home when I was fifteen. I was working. I was traveling. I was. What were you doing at fifteen? How were you supporting the yourself? The first job I had was uh, at Six Flags over Mid America, <laughs> and I was in a show, and then I was in a rep company, and then I was uh, in Nashville, and then I went to college. But even at college, I convinced the dean with my writing partner to let us write and produce a full, huge, gigantic musical. And it was the first time the theater departments and the music departments had ever come together at UCLA. Well, what's wow. oh, UCLA? Yeah, yeah. At UCLA? It was the and first time? And you know time? what I think? I think I was convincing because I was so passionate. Yeah. And they just said, okay. And that was my education. I mean, I didn't take classes like that whole second year I was there because I spent all this time on this. And then I left school uh-huh. because I kind of got what I could out of it. But it was from... Pure ignorance and enthusiasm. You know, when you're a kid, you get away with that. I can sing. I can do this. I can write. I can. But, but you really could. Yes, I could. Yes, you really um, could. But Wait, I loved okay, so it now, and I dedicated my life to it. And I when, knew. when did you know, I mean, how old were you? When did you know, I can sing, people love me when I sing? How young were you when you knew that? Like, did you sing in the living room for the family and stuff? Oh, God, yes. I was in plays. And I, you know, again, we were talking about your teaching. Yeah. Um, Did I just flick your nipple? Oh, no. Um, (laughs) I hope so. um, You would know. Um, um, When I was in second grade, my teacher let me write and direct a play that we put on in class. Because when you're lucky to have those people that say, they want this. Let's help them, you know. Okay, how did that, I, I love that the teacher fostered this in you and, and encouraged you. I, I had a teacher like that in sixth grade who changed my life. Mm-hmm. I, I did not win Star Search and I was, I didn't, I am not Tony nominated, but. You gotta be but, in it to win it. I, yeah. but, but, well, I'm trying. I'm dancing as fast as I can, but, but I also was writing and directing and doing that when I was very, very young. So you've been a writer all your life too. I've how always did, been How a did you discover that? How did you discover that about yourself? Um, listen, I grew up in Oklahoma, okay. in the Bible Belt, okay. a lot of oppression and repression. Mm-hmm. I was a young gay kid. Oh, my, and my f- stylist, too, yeah. Your stylist my in Oklahoma? stylist in oh, Oklahoma. See, then, Musical theater kid in Oklahoma. And you know what? Musical theater, for the most part, like all the classic shows, they are usually, the central character is somebody who's like this ball buster who's getting out and changing things, you know? Yeah. It's when you're five years old and you're relating to Mama Rose. Um, <laughs> You know, um, so so I found that and I loved writing and it was a means of expression and I love words. I've always loved words. And did I, you take <clears throat> any shit for being the musical theater kid in Oklahoma? I did. I was bullied. I was called names, all that stuff. You weren't out, I assume, at that time. At five? Yeah. At ten? No, <laughs> I didn't know what it in, was. Even in high school, though. Oh, sure. But again, I was, by that time, I was just on my own trip and... You know, it sounds weird to talk about it, but I was so passionate, and I was good, and I worked hard at it, that by the time I was in high school, they were picking the plays for me. Around you. I love it. Because, again, I had support from these teachers. But I remember you mentioned writing, I haven't thought of this in 100 years. I wrote this play when I was in seventh grade or something, and it was called 
Um, you wrote a whole play. I wrote a play. Well, I'd <laughs> written a lot of little things, but this was not a full length play. But it was like a play, and it was called. It was during all the disaster movies. Yeah, and yeah. I don't remember what the year was, but let's well, say what it was were those called? Those Towering, were called Towering, Towering. But there was right, also right. Uh, Airport, Adventure. Airport seventy two yeah. oh, or whatever. Sure. So I wrote Escalator seventy five. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what it was about? It was about these people who got on an escalator, and it stopped. And all of this, what do we do? How do we get out? And it was this sort of waiting for Godot kind of thing about, and it was about Oklahoma for me. Wow. It was about, did you know that then? I, I, I did later, but wow. it was really about, I, all I have to do is just go. Right. All I have to do is just walk up the stairs. Wow. And, and it was funny and it was sardonic, and, but it wow. was really about... That's where I was on yeah. a stopped escalator, yeah. and all you have to do is this. Wow. You know that <clears throat> you just gave me goosebumps. I thought I thought it would take singing to give me goosebumps, <laughs> but you just gave me goosebumps with your, with your words, which is even but, you know you're crazier. talking about inspiring people, and I don't know that I've ever inspired anyone. But you've I, inspired oh, Tom plenty. Now. You do know. Well, that. I think we inspire by living a good life. I think we inspire. Um, by uh, by by being it by um okay so tell me in, is, this is kind of getting ahead to like the third segment but but we're here now so let's st- I, I believe in being present and seizing the moment so we're here so what is it what what is it what is your daily practice like to be the best Sam what, what does that look like for you I mean I know you have a long standing you you have a long relationship with your husband you have a, a son a son that you adore who's nine what what is it about your da- what is it about your daily living, aside from your art and your craft, that is important to you uh, about being the best Sam? Well, you know, I'd love to tell you that I meditate for thirty minutes and <laughs> I, can't I go to you know five <laughs> AA meetings a week, and I've <laughs> I'd love to tell you all that. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, but the truth? The truth is, I've gone through those periods in my life. Mm-hmm. I did go to India and live on an ashram for a did few weeks. Did you really? I've sought spiritual awakening. I've read about it. I've written about it. Um, <clears throat> and I've realized that most of the songs I've written have been about hope and survival mm. and making it through and this optimistic, you know, it's like physician heal thyself. Mm-hmm. And and t- for what I wanted to say... And in ter- and then because you're doing that for yourself, it does reach people who need to hear this message. Absolutely. But as far as my daily life, man, I wish I could tell you it was like I've got it down. You know, do you I, ha- do you have I hit da- the road running because you <laughs> you accomplish so much. Do you uh, please tell me that you screw off once in a while? Because I, I I mean, so what does a day look like for you? Okay. If if you're not today, in production, okay. Today, today Good. I got up. Yeah. And uh, you know, helped went over some stuff that stuff that are my my son has to have by the end of the week, and made breakfast. And then I put up new uh, closet doors on on our closet. Oh, that's really and a then, big and, Which day. I was schwitzing, and oh yeah, I was laying down, and then I actually, my brother's visiting, and I'm like, I'm not supposed to, I'm not meant to do this. This is not good. Um, and then I went to a rehearsal for three hours for the upcoming show and okay. did backup parts. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I I'm like scrambling. I'm uh, talking with an editor tomorrow for my new book so I'm preparing for that I'm like I'm doing 12 things and I'm a real to-do list person Mm. and I I have to break it down Mm -hmm. but I once had a good friend tell me 
he, he looked at my to-do list, which was like, you know, if you scroll down, it's like 12 pages long. <laughs> and he said, when did that, when did this one, when did you put that on? And I'm like, you know, 1983. <laughs> I, I, there's a thing in my book about that, the to-do list that we have that's literally like 15 years old. He that we said, just mark keep, it off. We, we just keep moving it over. Mark it off, because yeah. what we're doing to ourselves is never living up, never finishing anything. That's, we, we're never, ne never, we never we're get ne there. And we're never good enough. We've never done enough. We right. never can do enough in no. Day. No. So you look at all those things you did, and the, how many things are left unchecked on your to-do list oh, today? Oh, most of them. But and then the amount of time I spend writing my to-do list, and now I break it down to Wednesday, to Thursday. Me Here's too. what I have to do, and I'm a really involved school parent as mm -hmm. well. I'm the room parent. I'm yeah. directing the talent show. I'm in the fundraising, <laughs> and I'm like, this. and the amount uh, today. My, you know how when you have a guest in your house. And you don't realize how chaotic, because you're just, you and you do your life. Right, right, right. And at one point, I was in my house, I was getting ready to come here, I was going over some emails that I needed to answer, and my phone goes, ding, 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 ding. And my brother looked at me, and I said, I can't get those now. And he goes, what are those? And I'm like, those are texts coming in right now. That's my day. Mm -hmm. It's the email and the texts that are constantly coming. So here's what I do. Yeah. I say... I'm not doing that. My kid is here. He's safe. I know where my husband is. <laughs> Nothing calamitous is... I'm not jumping to see what did I miss? What am I doing? I, I what am that. I catching up? I can't. I love that. I actually just finish what I'm doing. Do you... Uh, is that is that a practice that you... I try to. That's really good. It's helpful. That's because, really you know, good. And I actually... I could waste my life on... I could spend my whole life on email and never get off. Well, and I, I'm only thinking what... I'm, and I don't, I'm not the kind of person actually who thinks... What am I missing? Did somebody like me? It's, I'm, I'm not that. I'm not that. I could give a fuck. I'm, I'm uh, more like I can't be everything at all times to everything. And so mm -hmm. what do I have to do? What, what do I have to do now? All right. That's a fantastic takeaway. And it's also even if I answer all those emails, everyone's still not going to love me. Yeah, it right. doesn't matter. And I, they just write to you again. And then, then, then so they, keep them waiting. All right, here's my thing. If, 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 waiting. They, if you go on LinkedIn, you know, and you, they have these ridiculous things where you have a work anniversary. It's not a work anniversary. Right. I started Women Who Write in September. Uh. As September comes, I start getting congratulations on your anniversary right. and all this crap, right? That's because they so, want engagement from us. Well, so writes, but right. then They I don't get back, to have all of our time. Well, but, right. right, but then I go back and I say... They say, congratulations, so now I have to hit the thank you button, right? Now I hit the thank you button. Now they're writing me back and they're saying, you're welcome. No. Where does this stop? They, wanna the, the they want to own you. The engagement. The engagement. I think it's Russian. I'm just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, okay. So, so that's a great takeaway for people is prioritizing, is, is I believe what it is. Well, and like, here's something that I can say that I do like about myself. Okay. We have one minute. Um, <laughs> is that whatever I'm doing, that's what I love doing. When people say, oh, oh you write it. You sing and you act and you do this and that. Which one do you like the most? And the answer is whatever I'm doing. All right, whatever I, I'm I have doing. got to share this with you. Um, Jeremy Stevens, who's a, a fantastic writer, is a good friend of mine. He kind of became my life coach by accident because he was doing it and I was a guinea pig, but now I love it. But anyway, he said to me, Nobody can ride seven horses at once. So he gave me a few assignments to do, and I said, I can't not do women who ride. I can't not right, do the right, road right. taken. I can't not do, I can't focus on one thing. I have things, right? I'm writing a screenplay. I'm doing. Right. So he said, so he gave me a homework assignment. I did it. I turned it in in 15 minutes. He goes, nobody could ride seven horses except Vicki Abelson. And then he said, okay, here's the thing. And Sam Harris, here's the thing. Whatever horse you're riding, Ride it like it's the only horse you're ever, absolutely, ever gonna ride. Absolutely, each time you're on a horse, that's the only horse you ever get. That's and that's, that's been beautiful. such a great way to look at it absolutely. for me. It's
really helped me. But it's also about, you're talking about being in the present. When I was having this rehearsal today and doing the backup singers for this show, it's like, and I say to my, this voice in my head is like, this is all I want to do. Listen to these people. Oh my God, I'm so lucky. Here they are. They're so talented. I'm like, oh, this is all I want to do. And then I go home and I, I'm working on Cooper's Halloween costume. I'm like, I love being Aww. dead. This is all I want to do. And, then, you know, and the truth is, it's a little schizophrenic. <laughs> it's a little it's a little schizophrenic, but it's pretty wonderful to love everything every moment of every day. Okay, so we have to go to take a break, but um, stick around because we'll be right back with Sam Harris and there's so much more to talk about. <laughs> Hi, this is Mandolin Reese. I'm known as the Street Angel here in the heart of Hollywood. Cool guests, I'll be talking about topics that'll open your mind. So come check it out, and I look forward to seeing you. LA Street Angel, called to heal these streets. Hi, I'm Vicki Abelson. Who the fuck is Vicki Abelson? Hello. I wrote a book called Don't Jump, Sex, Drugs, Rock and Roll, and My Fucking Mother. Not my mother, Andy Stone's mother. Andy Stone is my heroine, and she was addicted to everything pretty much except heroin. Oh my God, oh yes! She just totally captures the excitement of, of rock stars. And famous athletes and famous comedians. Sort of an insider's view from the outside. The warmth and wit of Vicky's writing knocked me out. In, in a good way, not, not like Cosby. Too soon? Don't jump. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and my fucking mother. Damn, that was gonna be the name of my book. Vicky wrote a book? Vicki Abelson's long-awaited new book, Don't Jump, is finally here. Don't miss it. Who the fuck is Vicki Abelson? Jason Stewart, Zinna TV, on the show Absolutely Jason Stewart, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Big guests, everyone from the gayest to gay to the straightest to straight. David, uh, oh, what was his name? He's absolutely Jason, he's absolutely gay, he'll absolutely brighten. back with Sam Harris and I'm like I'm going to talk really fast because there's so much to talk about. It was like during the break we talked about 10 different topics and <laughs> and I said okay but I really want to get to your tools because you have some really good ones and Sam said I've got something. So before we forget we're going to talk about other things but before we forget what were you going to say? Well uh, I don't know if it's tools so much as an awareness in mm. that I know I've been fortunate to work with and know and I'm friends with a lot of very, very successful people in the entertainment business. Ridiculous and, people. And But I also find that a lot of those people mm -hmm. who have achieved what we think is that kind of level of success, that's what they focused on. And they are gifted, and they, but that's what drove them okay. at the expense of many other things. I have a few friends who, for instance, can't stay in a, in a healthy relationship 
because they, it's them. It's me, 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 me. And that doesn't mean they're selfish. It means that that's how they, that's who they are. Okay. And something that, and maybe this is a tool, is that none of these things are who I am. These are things of wh what I do. Ah. And so I'm not a big star. I've done a lot of things. I'm good at a lot of things. You've but, had a lot of success, but I know what you mean. But you're, you're, I'm not, you're not that kind of you're, level. You're not Brad Pitt. Right. Okay. And I, I know that I could be that if I only sang, if I only focused on right. whatever. If you only, if rode, I only, one, if you only rode one horse. If I only, if I only rode one horse. But what I am mm -hmm. is happy. I love that. What I am is happy because I do all these things. Are some of them disappointments? Yes. You know, I, I've had this talk with my husband about things. Because when you've been doing these things as long as I have, and, you know, so many of them never materialize. And you invest, whether you were talking about writing screenplay or whatever it is, you invest and it's your say, everything. I was going to say, I wanted to know if you've had things that have tanked. Of because, course. Uh, okay, oh, yeah, my yeah, yeah. God, a thousand. Mm -hmm. And, by the way, so has Brad Pitt. Yes. Okay? Correct. It's correct, no right, one's... Ex right. uh, like right. his marriage. Like his marriage. <laughs> but, I mean, projects. Is. When you hear, like, George Clooney took 10 years to get some movie done, you're like, why? You're George Clooney. Right. Well, it's a process for everyone. That's true. But um, I forgot what I was going to say. But but it's it's that you're happy. That I'm that I'm that I'm happy, and that I'm glad that I that I am married. And I'm I, oh, I know what I was going to say. That my my husband and I were talking because this new thing is coming that could be very very big, and it's so easy for us to be like, well, we'll see when the the writing's on the contract. Well, we'll see. And I said, you know what? No. I need to be very excited about this and very that. happy and very thrilled and I need for you to be excited about it because I would rather be this excited and then this sad right. yeah. than feel nothing right. in the middle and position my life where I just protect myself. Right. I would rather feel, you know, our sadness or our disappointment is only in proportion to what we invest for our excitement. Oh wow. my God, you, you are just saying out loud the exact conversation I just had over here about something personal about you know because I had this euphoric kind of romantic encounter mm -hmm. and then it looked like maybe that was maybe the end of it and mm -hmm. I thought I have absolutely no regret right. give me that any I'll go here right I don't want to be here I don't want to I want that I want that you want to feel exactly and also because I did not lose hope and because I didn't try to control it or change it uh -huh. it's not going away right. so that's the other thing is that when we are in gratitude right when we're in gratitude we invite more of the good stuff the things that go away are the things we're being protected from I believe rejection is God's protection always wow. in everything totally. right so the totally. projects in that my book yes in, in ham yeah i have a a, a ham slices called, of life i i have a chapter called liver which is about <laughs> which it's many so different well things ham. but basically it's about if it looks like liver and it smells like liver it's liver yeah. you can throw on a little bacon some onions but it's still liver you can chop and how it. many times I do we to like liver but do you i can't do the liver but how many times do you see something that you think is good and then you start to see the red flag or it starts to smell a little yeah. like liver yeah. but this is what i but i want this but i want this to be this thing this relationship this job this project this thing and so you keep going and then when you learn the liver law which is if it looks like liver. And Danny, <laughs> Danny, Danny, my husband will say this, be like, we'll talk about something that just came in or an opportunity or protection or something. And then he'll be like, liver. Smells like liver. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the new code word it's from now on. So what's the, new, what's the new book? 
The new book is tell fiction. Tell us what you can. Oh. I will tell you what I can. It's okay. fiction. It is not, you know, because Ham was a semi-autobiographical. Okay, but uh, now know. tell me the truth. Fic- fiction, no matter what, is always, always. based in some Oh, absolutely. Sh- oh, okay. Let's just say that it's about a young boy oh, who grows up in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> but so it's, it's fiction it's, like Don't Jump is fiction. Okay. Well, but it's, it's no, no, no. The, oh. the, the, it's, the trajectory of this novel is not my life, but okay. yes. Inspired by. And, and very many elements that happen to me at different times and different ages. You're just moving <clears throat> shit around. Yeah, but the main thing, in short, okay. it's called The Substance of All Things. Mm. And it's about this boy growing up in Oklahoma in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And um, he has a very, without going into it, his very, very special gift ah. that is looked upon in this Is it like a Stephen Bible. King-ish gift? Ish-ish, like an otherworldish ish, but completely realistic and believable. Ooh. And I'm partly, like, partly like my own experience. Ooh. He's not a singer. He's no. It's not like that. But then what happens is he is exploited through it oh. by relatives and uh, and there's also this boy. And then there's a story that parallels it of that man now wow. and what happened to him now and what he's doing now. And I it smell is about, screenplay. It is, it is a movie. Maybe oh, it is a I movie. Hear it. I hear it. But it's about healing. That's mm. what this book is about. And that's what his gift is. Mm, oh, wow. um, so. I, I, I'm loving this, Sam. I'm, I, I look forward to reading it. Uh, so, so you're doing that. You're doing your live show at, at, at the Catalina Club next week. Yes. Friday and Saturday night. I'm excited. Oh, but I have to tell you about this, too. <laughs> okay. um, I've never done a show like this. How because so? well, because normally what I have the most brilliant music oh, director it's called the in the hits. world. It's called the hits. This my my music director Todd Schroeder and I have worked Who together. Who came for, to our house? Yes, he did. My house, yeah. And and he's he's, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's fabulous. He's truly brilliant, and he's like my musical soulmate. Wait, I have to interrupt you for one second. Mm. I just want to say that when Sam came to do Women Who Write in My Living Room for Fifty Women in the Living Room. He and we weren't live on Facebook in those days. We no. did film it, but we weren't live on Facebook as we are now. He sang with every kishka in his body. I'm telling you, he did. He did a whole big chunk of of your show of yeah. Ham the Musical. It was as if we could have been in Carnegie Hall for the for the hundred million percent that you gave. So if you have a chance to go to the Catalina Club, if you're in L.A., do not miss that opportunity. But back up here. Okay. Don't you find, I mean, I've never phoned in anything in my no, life. No, you don't phone Whether in. Whether I'm playing to a 250-seat club like that <laughs> or I'm playing Carnegie Hall, yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can't fake that shit. Although you pe- really can't. Although there are people who do phone it in. They phone it in, they, they phone tell, it in on Broadway. Tell. They phone it in in the I movies. I can tell. Yeah, you can, I tell. can tell. We can all tell. Yeah, no, there's something. When something is genuine, you know, that's singing, all of this is storytelling. That's all it is. And it's just telling a story. And when something is genuine, period, in life, in relationships, that's the other thing I was talking about on the way here. You can't fake that shit. No. You can't fake love. You can't fake chemistry. You can't fake attraction. You can't fake passion. You can't fake creativity. You can't fake any of that You shouldn't stuff. want to. Well, that's the ticket, isn't mm, it? Yeah. Sidecar. <laughs> um, <laughs> kick. Um, she's kick. 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 <laughs> no, but that's that's yeah. true. Because what are you protecting? You should come Yourself to everything from a with full everything. Experience. Yeah. Absolutely. And when I'm, you know, when I do a show, oh, so each tell of those songs show. are yeah. a character. They're a thing. They're right. part of relation to me. Um, but what's different about this show is Chris Isaacson, who's presenting it, mm-hmm. um, said, "Do something." You know, let's call it the hits. And I'm like, really? I've had only a few <laughs> top 40 hits. It's not. He said, no, it can be more expansive. It could be something you've done on Broadway. It could be something that was 
an important, powerful thing that you've done on television. It could be, you know, I'm hearing somewhere over the rainbow in there. Well, it's definitely in there. (laughs) But um, also, I'm doing a couple of songs that I did in my early record career um, that were hits, but I've never sung since because. Did you have pop hits? Yeah. Okay, I don't know this about you. Well, you don't need to. No. But if you come... <laughs> I want to hear you them come, now. No, then you come. <laughs> okay. But there's this one that's actually the stupidest song ever <laughs> recorded or written, <laughs> and it was a top 40 hit for me. And I talk about it, and I'm like, I say, if anyone, I'm going to say, if anyone can tell me what this song is about, I'll buy you a house. Because <laughs> <laughs> wow. I never knew. Like, no one, it's oh, just on. like, the, it's, the, it's a can ridiculous song. Can you give us song. a little lyric? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, here's the chorus. Okay. Sugar, don't bite. Just take me home with you all through the night. I bet you taste sweeter. Sugar, don't bite. I just want to please you. Don't make me beg. No, no, don't make me tease you. No, sugar, don't bite. You know I'm a bleeder. Don't make this bow. I commit a misdemeanor. No, sugar, don't bite. Just sprinkle it on me. Do what you can. Do what you can to me. What is Mean. What does that mean? And does it sound familiar? I remember. Yes, yes. Papa, don't preach. So that song came out the year after. Oh my god! And the people who wrote "Sugar Don't Bite" sued Madonna (gasps) for plagiarism and won. Get the songs are very close. I remember David Letterman saying, "Doesn't doesn't Papa Don't Preach sound like Sugar Don't Bite?" Um, Wait a minute. He knew Sugar Don't Bite first. Oh yeah, it sure. was a hit. Well, it was it a was hit a before. Hit. It was a before. I anyway, I haven't even... sung that song in 30 years. By the way, we got him to sing. I'm yeah. just saying we got him to sing. <laughs> and we're doing that and I'm doing Wait, other no, songs. Wait, now you have to I... tell us what it means. I have no idea. Oh, you mean you still there don't know what it means? There are actually words and, and I'm a lyric person. I'm like, why did I do this? There Sugar are words in it that are not even real words. Oh. Like I've Googled, I've used like, you know, it's not in any dictionary. A groan is one of them. What is a groan? Anyway, um, <clears throat> but I'm also doing like songs gro- that I loved that I recorded in my early career that I haven't done since. Such and I'm doing songs. There's a song called Don't Look in My Eyes that was also a top 40 hit. It's just a beautiful song that's written mm-hmm. by Frank Wildhorn, who was a pop writer. He wrote Where Do Broken Hearts Go for Whitney. Mm-hmm. And, and he, then he went on to write for Broadway. He wrote Jekyll and Hyde and wow. Scarlet Pimpernel. But he was just this young guy. And mm-hmm. I was saying that there's several things I'm doing in the show, plus Broadway things, plus things that have been really important in my career or uh you know Personal so it's favorites? A, it's a absolutely mm-hmm. um so it's a different kind of show for me what well, can <clears> you tell is that do you have and the band is great I, well, I bet they're great i bet um and todd is amazing I, I it's like saying who's your favorite kid but do you have at this very moment like one song that like you get really excited oh, when you're God, gonna sing yes. it okay what is it you've never heard of it oh it's called i forgive you okay now i am a sucker for what's called a six-eight ballad, okay, which means it goes, the the tempo is like, dum dum shum ba boom dum. So it's like one, two, three, and four, five. And I've, I'm fascinated by these songs. I've loved them. They've been my favorite songs ever. And then I realized what they are. Heartbeat. It's a heartbeat. Oh. It's a heartbeat. And that's why it pulls at me. And that's why it does this. So this song is called I Forgive You, which is one of those. What's what's the chorus lyric? Um, The chorus lyric is, it's all I'll take you back again. I'll take the blame. You mean that much to me. I forgive you. I forgive you, baby. I forgive you. It's this like, it's this passionate like. 
Oh, I you're making me cry back. already. It is a killer. Ooh. And the background parts are amazing. And I'm surrounded by so Do much Do you have talent. background singers? Yes. Ooh. And I'm surrounded by so... That's the blessing of my life. Mm. The blessing of my life is I am surrounded by so much talent. That's because you yes, invited but okay. good people. I was listening people. to Deepak Chopra the, on my way over here today. Mm. And we... <clears throat> the people in our lives are a mirror of ourselves. Those are the people we attract. So if you are surrounded by good people, it is because that's what you are mirroring to them. Hmm. So if you have grace in your life, if you have love in your life, if you have beauty in your life, that's it's so because lovely. that's what you are putting forth. Because we're seeking. But if life is challenging uh-huh. and, 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 and ungrateful and unhappy and ugly, it's because that's what we're shooting out there. That's what comes right back. That's what mirrors liver. back. That liver. <laughs> liver. And onions. And I hate onions. So that's it. And so you are Well, that's a good question because when what? liver comes into our lives, yes. then that's the bigger question. It's not just like, I don't do it, oh, I can smell liver. It's also, why what am I, I seeking this liver? Uh, and what do I do with it? Or and why am I learn? walking around and, it? And why aren't I walking around the liver? Or what can I learn from the liver? What can I what learn? What can I, I love an alliteration. <laughs> learn from the liver. L- Would you like a little liver? D- my favorite year, my favorite movie. Um, <laughs> it is, really. Um, okay, so so bef- we're going to go to another break in a second. But before we go, so any other, is there is there anything, any other like jewels, gems that kind of get you through the day that be happy, love your life, be passionate? Love your life. Tell people you love them. Love that. Take a moment with someone. I mean, I came home from this rehearsal, mm-hmm. and and Todd and I have been working together for 24 years, and I text him, great rehearsal, you're the man, I am so grateful for you in my life. Aww. I love that. And I do it every after every show we do, when we get in our cars or we go to our separate hotel rooms or whatever, thank you, thank you, because... It's so easy to not do that. I love that so much. One of the other things Jeremy uh, suggested to me, my writing partner and I were writing a screenplay, and he said, every day when you finish working, do a post-mortem mm-hmm. and save the last five or ten minutes of every session to tell each other mm. productively, kindly, whatever mm-hmm. you're feeling. And what ends up happening in that post-mortem is that we tell each other our gratitude because... Right. That's at the bottom of all of it, right? And 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 actually, I forgot to tell him my gratitude yesterday, so I have to send him a text. Do you know what Danny, my husband, has on his phone? What? And I don't know how it comes up. I don't know if it comes up with a... But he has these notifications that when something pop, pops up, a voice says, remember to be grateful. Ooh, I want to know how he does... I'll want let that. you all find out and let pl- you know. I'm, can, and we, we, I'm going to share that. I on have one that says, shut the fuck up. <laughs> 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 I don't need the notification for that. That just comes naturally anyway. But, um, but we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post that, whatever that app is, I'm gonna find so it. that we can all do that, because I, I need that notification. That I, I love that. I love that. I try to do that myself, but it would be it's really helpful to, to have remember. Siri telling me to do yeah. it. Although Siri's voice has changed since the, the new update, and I'm not liking Puberty. the new Siri. I'm not liking the new Siri. Anyway, <laughs> stick with us. We'll be around for a, a, another segment with Sam, which I can't wait for. Loving every second of it. See you in a minute.
this is Mandolin Reese. I'm known as the Street Angel here in the heart of Hollywood, and I've got my third season of my talk show on Zena.tv. I have really cool guests. I'll be talking about topics that'll open your mind. So come check it out, and I look forward to seeing you. LA Street Angel, call to heal these streets. Hi, I'm Vicki Abelson. Who the fuck is Vicki Abelson? Hello. I wrote a book called Don't Jump, Sex, Drugs, Rock and Roll, and My Fucking Mother. Not my mother, Andy Stone's mother. Andy Stone is my heroine, and she was addicted to everything pretty much except heroin. Oh my God, oh yes! She just totally captures the excitement of, of rock stars. And famous athletes and famous comedians, sort of an insider's view from the outside. The warmth and wit of Vicky's writing knocked me out. In, in a good way, not, not like Cosby. Too soon? Don't jump. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and my fucking mother. Damn, that was going to be the name of my book. Vicky wrote a book? Vicki Abelson's long-awaited new book, Don't Jump, is finally here. Don't miss it. Who the fuck is Vicki Abelson? with Sam Harris. All right, so Sam, before we started tonight, the, the show, you told me you had a good, uh, S Sam knows everybody, and he was just in the break telling us about Sammy Davis Jr. and Liza Minnelli, and, and uh, who else were you mentioning? Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck, oh my God. But Carol but Burnett. Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett. But you told me you had a Michael Jackson story about how you met him. Well, so can I, I just back up to that? Like, yes. Because it, it's not like I'm sitting here, you know, dropping names. No, he I wasn't. Was talking I was about. Him. I was talking about how when I was, when for Star Search, and I started to receive some notoriety, and I was touring, and I was, I was, I was never really interested in my contemporaries. Mm -hmm. right. I would, when I would see them, or I would do something with whomever, like George Michael or whatever, I was thrilled, and they're so gifted, and great people, oh, but, George Michael. no, 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 I mean, I, <laughs> please, love him, but... I was always wowed by the people I grew up yes. watching. Yes. You know, whether it was, was Carol My Burnett. My dad was a or, singer, so Sammy and, and all so of those And so when guys. I would get yeah. to do something with oh. Sammy Davis Jr. or whomever, that meant... You have to tell the story now. You have well, to tell the story. Well, we did this uh, TV special together. I think I was like 25 years old. And we were standing in the rehearsal room. And everybody was doing... I had just finished rehearsing my song. And Sammy Davis Jr. was there. And he came up and he... Well, I was going to say he put around his arm around my shoulder. It was probably my waist because he was only two <laughs> feet tall. But, <clears throat> and he said... And he whispered in my ear, Sam, you're one of us. Oh, God, and it was like, that's I the can't. only thing I... To be... To say that about uh, being in the club. I, that meant more... Pepper. I'm a. <laughs> I don't think he meant that. No. <laughs> I was like, you sure, Sammy. No. Um, <laughs> oh, I am loving. So, and and then say what happened. The the. Well, Liza the heard about that, and she. Uh, I told her about that. And, and Sam worked with Liza. Yeah, and we were friends, yes. friends for many years. And she gave me this giant picture, this photograph of she and Sammy in this very. They were in black, and it was all posy mm -hmm. and fabulous. And she wrote in big. Uh, uh, Shmuley, that's what she called him. <laughs> Shmuley. Sammy was right. You're one of us. Aww. And it's, I don't, it's, it, it's too and then, large. And then he said it's in, in storage. And I said, I would put it in the front lawn. <laughs> I would have it planted <laughs> in the front lawn. But you know what I mean? It's like, I'll, I'll get another one. Uh, 
Lucille Ball asked me to sing at this tribute for her. Oh, Lucille stop. Ball. And then I had lunch with her. Stop. Elizabeth Taylor asked me to do this thing. And those were oh. the people that I wanted to, that's who I wanted to embrace me. Oh my God. You know, yeah. because that was something, because I stole from all of them, because I learned from all of them. Um, but you are so you. I mean, you know. The, you know what I mean. Yes, I do know. I do. I, I know. We exactly all have our mean. influences. Absolutely. And we are the amalgam of that plus right. our own story. Absolutely. All right. So tell us the Michael Jackson story when you met Michael. Well, it was. Oh, we only have a very short time. Okay. This is when I was at Motown. And um, um, there was this there was this breakfast that was like the crack of dawn and the the publicity guy was like we really want you to come to this and um <clears throat> i said it's like really it's six o'clock in the morning and he said well michael said michael jackson whom i never met michael said he'll come if you come and I'm like, he'll come if i come he'll come if i come are you kidding me so i'm like yeah i'll be there <clears throat> so i went at six o'clock in the morning and i met michael and sat with him and talked with him and this is before everything had gotten oh, too crazy okay he was still kind of normalish but this was was the best. this after <clears throat> was it was this like this was in the beat it and mid all that 80s, stuff mid 80s yeah. oh so he's already yeah. and yo yeah yeah i don't know he was at his thing mm -hmm. okay and um but we i got to know him in this he was a wonderful person and he was so just effusive and lovely and then this was the best part if i hadn't gone to this guess who they bring into this breakfast Rosa fucking Parks. No! Oh my God! What? Rosa Parks. Oh my oh God! My. Did he know that? I don't think he knew that either. But I'm like, if I hadn't come to this, not would I have met Michael Jackson? Oh. But Rosa Parks. I have a picture. It's in storage somewhere. Uh, again, <laughs> I want a story. And Michael and Rosa Parks. That's oh crazy. But God. we made a stand in the back. Ah. I'm kidding. Ah. All right, all right, all right. So there's way too much more to talk about. Uh, next week, Friday and Saturday night, the Catalina Club, mm. 14th and 15th. Come on down. There's um, a web thing or something. And there's a web thing, and, and Sam has, we're going to have to have him back. So, Sam, I love so you. Thank fast. you so much. To all of you out there, see you next week on The Road Taken. I had a great time.